Hello, humble viewers of the Small Small YouTube Channels Talk podcast. Unfortunately, today uh, we had a little bit of trouble recording the podcast, so it's going to sound a little weird, a little echoey. Um, I promise to fix the <laughs> the problem by next week. Um, it's still somewhat uh, listenable. Like you can still somewhat make out uh, what we're talking about. Um, but yeah, I'm going to let us get into it. Um, again, sorry for the quality of this episode. I got a new mixer, and it's not exactly doing what I doing what I want it to. So, gonna order a new one. Um, yeah. Anyways, we will see you next week. Uh, if you don't listen to this podcast because it's a bit of a political podcast, yeah. All right. Thank you. Okay. Small disclaimer for today's podcast, guys. We're gonna get pretty deep into some politics. So, uh, you know. If you're a bit squeamish, if squeamish. you get triggered easily, maybe skip today's episode of the podcast. Uh, today we have a special guest, Trevor Cox. Hello, thank you guys for having me on. Trevor Cox has helped us with films before. What has he done with us? Well, Jack? he was in Slick Trigger. He was a big part of Slick Trigger. Um, and so he's been on set with us many times before. Um, he knows his way around filmmaking. He knows his way around movies, shows. Big philosophy guy. Politics. guys to have a conversation with, which is why we're going to have him on today. Right after we roll the intro music. Warning. The following pre-recorded podcast will blow your mind. Broadcasting to Anchor, YouTube, Spotify, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. Recorded in Cole's parents' basement. This is Small Small YouTube Channels Talk. Welcome to the Small Small YouTube Channels Talk Podcast. Today, coming at you from Cole's basement. <laughs> That's right, Cole's basement. As as usual, I am Cole per James usual. Anderson. This is my co-host Jack Xavier Unruh. And today we have our guest, as we said before, Trevor Cox. We are going to talk about some stuff, some politics in filmmaking. We're going to get real deep into oh. it. Normally, we like to, uh, you know, just kind of sit down and it's going to get and heated, and we're going to fight probably. But we're sitting at a table today, which completely changes the mood. Yeah, this is this is a whole new level. Entirely, entirely. Yes. So, with the decade, actually, this will be premiering. The decade has passed. We are officially in 2020. Welcome to 2020. Welcome to the future. Welcome to the future. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of stuff went down in 2020. Um, you mean 2019? 2019. Yeah. Uh, yeah well, this man's living in 2021. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, really thinking about it, though. Really think about it. A lot of politics are in filmmaking, probably more than they should be, because yeah. we, we didn't start filmmaking to get into the politics. And unfortunately, there's politics in every um, form of work, would you say? Except, like, construction. I feel like there's probably even politics in that. Yeah, actually. Okay, yeah, yeah, thinking about it, yeah. <laughs> How about, like, origami folding? Oh, oh yeah, I'd feel like, well, you know. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe, I mean, I feel like politics could pop up in anything, right? Yeah, because I feel like no matter what your job is, you're always trying to follow what you believe in or whatever your morals are, and that's always going to or usually would in, end up including some form of politics. And it also, you know, means appeasing the boss or, you know, making something that works for everybody. For an example, let's start off with something simple. You've both seen Bohemian Rhapsody earlier, yes. this, of course. earlier this decade. Yes. Um, I'm not sure if you're aware, but that movie actually had two directors. I did not know that. Because one of the really? directors dropped out halfway through. Halfway really? through shooting. Yes. Why? politics creative differences really why do you think stuff like like no no one really knows specifically why that happened and it's some people think that it's it's possibly because they casted rami malik when originally that director wanted i think his name is sasha something cohen oh, sasha yeah, yeah. he's like uh you know uh borat that guy okay. they originally wanted him to play freddie mercury and some of those creative differences just got around and they it caused them to decide to you know split off and then he still got the full director's credit even though the other guy ended up doing half of his work wow. so starting with that have you ever what's the biggest politics that you think we have experienced in shooting because i feel like with late night booming we're running into some 
creative differences with someone who's renting us some equipment for the show. Really? Facts. Facts. Yeah. Do we want to unfold this drama? We can unfold it a little bit. You know, we don't want to. We don't want to expose anybody. All right. All right. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> no exposing. No exposing. But. But someone who's in charge. Unnamed person number yes. one. Said said person. We'll just go with the name, uh, um, Freddy. Freddy. All right. As in Freddie Mercury, you know. Yeah, yeah, thought I'd we tie in. Sure, sure, yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, so we made this show, this late night booming thing, you know, and uh, thought it went really, really well, and everything. Which it did. And yeah, and went as well as the first episode could have gone. Put a lot of work into it. Then we got, um, I got called into the library by Freddie. Freddie. And was continued, and then proceeded to rip into me about. How disrespectful it was that we did some of the things that we did in the show, which were oh, just wow. goofy things. Told us that family friendly stuff. Yeah, told us that we weren't funny. Told us that we were trying to be Jimmy Fallon and we're not. And wow. basically, just took a SHIT in our whole operation. <laughs> and yeah, and that was awful. It's terrible. I feel like a lot of politics stem from creative differences and even people getting jealous. I feel like that was a jealousy. I feel like that was possibly motivated by jealousy. You know, I think definitely politics can totally drive things like completely apart. And it sucks because like if people are just rational and talk things out, then then it can go well, you know. But even then, even then there can be times where like you talk things out, you know, I can see like I bet you like I've heard of countless incidents with like actors like just quitting like shows and stuff because of politics and you know. Yeah, I don't ever want to be in an environment that's surrounded by that much drama. Right, exactly. And, like, that drama is, like, what fuels a film, but that's the narrative of the film, not, like, the behind the scenes, you know? Exactly. The whole documentary for Slick Trigger was supposed to be about the drama behind the scenes, but we don't experience any of that. Because we don't. We, yeah, we just get really. the job done. We run know? a clean atmosphere. So moving into more political films do you think creating a political film can create obviously it creates more politics right right we're talking about richard jewell do you know about this richard jewell movie that's coming out i have literally not even seen the trailer okay think of uh what what's a what's a political what's a movie that's coming out or that has come out that's you know got some sort of political message maybe you guys heard uh god's not dead you've seen those movies heard oh, yeah. them i have seen the i've seen the first one um and then also i know black panther is I know Black Panther is also a good one. Black Panther, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, let's talk about Black Panther. As three straight white guys, <laughs> what is, what, uh, let's, let's really quick, give your, give our, give our own review on Black Panther. How about, Jack, you go first. Did you see it? I saw it. Um, judging it solely on the movie itself, politics aside, um, I, it was okay. I mean, it wasn't my favorite movie. It's, it's all right. Right. You know, um. Yeah, this is is okay. I mean, I'm basically like in the same boat. I, you know, the film was well written. I didn't like the ending fight scene. I think it looked like trash. <laughs> yeah. Um, Killmonger's last words were very inspiring, and I think very motivational. But overall, I think it was like a decent movie. Definitely not the best of the MCU. Yeah, is average. Right. What about you, yeah, Trevor? I, I would agree. I'd say like from a movie standpoint, from a filmmaking standpoint, it's just. It was a good movie, but some of the script writing was a little off, some little extra exposition, things like that. And then along with that, like you said, Cole, the ending fight scene was just, it was very bad. I actually watched a video really recently that was explaining how the CGI editors for the end of that movie only had, I think I'm remembering correctly, about six weeks to put that whole entire atmosphere together, and that's why it looks so bad. But... Either way, um, from a filmmaking standpoint, I would say it is like slightly above average movie. For sure, yeah. Yeah. And now going with the politics, people all of a sudden made, you know, it, it became like this big um, movie for African-American black people, whichever, however you want to reference them. It became this big cultural moment for them. For what it seemed like, that's what, that's what it seemed like all the non-colored people were making it. I feel like I didn't see a single... I didn't see a lot of colored people that were like, oh, my God, this is the movie of the decade for, you know, us and, you know, stuff like that. I feel like 
at the time, it was like, oh, I have to go see this because I'm white and I respect black people. I like black people, but I feel like that's like getting a little bit too deep into it. Um, Moonlight won best cinematography, best picture, something a couple years ago. Please, and that's yeah. a movie about the story of a young gay black kid. You know, three within three uh, segments of his life. I feel like Oscar movies tends to bring out... I, I feel like Oscars always tend to pick more political films. That's true, because, like, you look at, you know, movies that... Well, okay, if we're going to be honest here, like, this is an honest podcast, This is an honest right? podcast. Like, Hollywood is liberal as the day is long. Like, there's no oh, hiding that. You cannot yeah. hide that. Everything about it is liberal as the day is long. Um, and you know something about that that sucks, even if you're liberal. It sucks, it absolutely. Because, you know, you want to be surrounded by smart people that disagree with you. Exactly. And not and smart people that agree with you. Exactly. Otherwise, you're not, you're not going to get anything done. And it sucks that there's a rare few people that think differently than them, and then the moment they decide to say that, their careers are ruined. Right. Tim Allen, yeah. for example, got his show canceled because he came out as a Trump supporter. And that was... What was the show? The Last Man Standing. Uh, is your is that one or the um handyman one, whatever it's called? No, that was that was a long time ago. Oh. You're thinking of, you're thinking of Home Improvement. Oh yeah, okay. One of his shows, Last Man Standing. Yeah, I yeah. think that's what it was. I got picked up by WGN. My dad is a watcher of that show. It's actually oh, okay. kind of good. Yeah, yeah. And, and that kind of thing happens all the time. Kanye West comes out as a Trump supporter on Twitter, loses half his fan base just like that. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's we live in a we live in a society. A society. <laughs> we live in a society where you know all the. I feel like I feel like four six years ago. You know, you said you were a Trump. You said you were you know left or right, and people had like an opinion about you, but it didn't immediately like ruin your image for them. And for some yeah. reason, supporting Trump today is completely bad. And like I don't necessarily support Trump, but I also don't see someone who says I support Trump and immediately think that they're a bad person. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's mob mentality. Exactly. Yeah. What do you think about that? Uh, as, as far as tr Trump and who you identify with or what party you identify with and that kind of defining your image, I think that is like what you said, a, a mob mentality. And then as far as uh, when you were talking about politics and the Oscars and things like that, I mean, just look at uh, Django Unchained, the performances in that movie. I, it'd be hard to believe that no one in that movie deserved an Oscar. Right. Yeah. Like it's such a good film. It is, and the the performance by Leonardo, that's just he gave a really good performance. But I feel like the Oscars, as like a body, couldn't embrace or like give an award to a movie that norm like societally speaking normalized saying the N word. Even though that's literally. That's just what happened back then. You That's know? Exactly. it. Was said like you know, just as often as we say "dude" or "bro" or stuff exactly. like that. It was it was just as not even even you know slaves and black people back then. They even they said that they still do. Right. As of course not like that. You know they don't say it as as much or in the demeaning terms. Right. But it's crazy that uh, that kind of film with relatively historical accuracy, because of course you know Django didn't happen. Exactly. But, but yeah. Stuff surrounding it. How that can be thrown to the side almost. Also, I, f I, I was talking to a friend and he got Modern Warfare, the new one. Okay. And he was playing online and he realized how many people have like, you know, like the tags, you know, you can make like your so he So many people have like Trump or something to do with Trump in like their tags if they're a Trump supporter. And it's so weird because like, so long ago, we didn't identify with, like, our, you know, like, political people, you know? Politicians are corrupt. No politician is perfect, in my honest belief. Because, you know, you don't know them personally. If yeah. Jack ran for president, yeah, I'm voting for him because I know the guy. Exactly. Yeah. But if I didn't know Jack and he went for president, I'd be like, okay, well, I got to look at what he supports, what he said, you know? I don't know this guy to heart. And that's the thing with politicians is you can't always be a hundred percent sure well and i think there's a lot of a lot of things that we don't know about which is the scary part but going back to what you were saying about the use of the n-word sure and 
people getting angry. That, right, there's a couple of white guys talking about this. Yeah, yeah. So we gotta be careful. <laughs> Going, keeping in mind that Tarantino is creating a timepiece, right? And he wants yeah. to keep it historically accurate. That's what would happen. Okay, yeah. they would say. Of course, yeah. Now, what a big movement that we're seeing is that a lot of enraged. Now I'm not like trying to bash liberals or whatever, but. A lot of (laughs) a lot of enraged liberals. What they're doing nowadays is they're trying to erase our history. Like they're tearing down the statues of you know, like the Confederate statues that are historical things. Erasing history, though. So, but but they're they're trying. That's disagreeing with you. So so let me let me explain to you why I don't think that that's erasing history. There are history books that tell us what happened. Right, these Confederate statues represent what the confederacy stood for which was they wanted to buy and sell slaves see now i actually disagree with that yeah. because i think that that is it's a piece of our history and like it or not like okay don't get me wrong like i totally disagree with slavery everybody knows that yeah. nobody yeah. I can't, yeah. no one here supports that you no know, yeah yeah like okay believe that we live in a time okay i'm sorry no right yeah, yeah like everybody knows like it's just a given like obviously slavery sucks but, <laughs> but in no, yeah, like in our history, ugly things have happened. Oh, all the time. Now, great things have happened, and absolutely awful things have happened. But history unremembered is doomed to repeat itself. And I think, and I don't think that a statue of like so, like stat, a historical statue of of a like Confederate something or whatever. I don't see that necessarily as showing. Support for Confederacy. I see that as a reminder of where we've been as a country, and good or bad, it makes you think. And if you think about it, you're you know what I'm saying. I I think I think it's good though to make sure that everyone understands what the statue represents, because I think, and I'm not saying that this is what you're saying. Uh, It's just the first thing that you said. Um, A lot of people associate slavery with the confederacy because that was a part of their their i guess like platform but initially the reason that they split off was because of their differences with the north in their policy making their uh desire like whether or not black people should be able to vote like that kind of thing so i think it's important that every side of it is looked at because a lot of it was from like represent representation standpoint there was slavery of course and then just like differences in uh i can't think of it at the moment but you know what i mean sure yeah i mean you know really think about it even with like the good sides of like history like like you know the good people and the bad people like america we were the good side in, in, in World War Two. Would you would you would you say not? Yes. Would, you know, we got attacked <laughs> yes. by Japan, Pearl Harbor, and that was admittedly pretty horrible of them to do, but for then us to go nuke them twice, like we're the heroes. But we killed so many people. Like even the good side has done bad things, you know? It's so I would just never ever want the job as president because yeah. the decisions you have to make and the things you have to do, it's awful because you you always have to pick which lives to save. You know what I mean? And a lot of and most all the time you have to pick the American people. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I don't know. That's just that's so tough. Someone a tough job to run the world. I swear, Lord. Someone um offered this idea um because we're in the midst of you know you know cold war past but you know any moment a nuke could be dropped on us and then we would fight back nuclear warfare would begin world war three would happen and we would all be toast right yeah someone introduced the idea that the president has this person everyday random person who just follows him everywhere who has the nuclear codes embedded in his heart and if if we decide that we have to do something like that, tr- like Trump, Obama, whoever is president at the time, has to kill this person with their, with like by themselves with no help to get to the nuclear codes to then just like you know to to kind of like take in, understand everything that's happening. And I have, it's a smart idea, but I have problems with it. Yeah. Because what if the person there. like what if we really need to do it? 
but the president isn't strong enough to do it, and then we all end up wiped out anyways. Well, is that it's a true a strong, thing? Do yeah. they actually do that? No, well, no, they no, didn't actually they do, do that. People thought that it, that it should happen. But the problem with that is, you know, what there's if the, so what many if the things president that could go wrong. isn't, yeah, there's so many things that could go wrong. What if the president isn't strong enough to make that decision and we all die? You know? Yeah, what if, that's what, the thing. What if the person was hypothetically to be kidnapped? And then they have the launch codes. What if he had a heart attack and died early and then you couldn't get him? Or like, you, you know, there's so right, many yeah. like variable things that would just make it kind of like, I understand the, the point they of it. They want to bring like the, humanity to actually exactly. killing thousands upon millions of people, you know? That's crazy. Yeah. And I feel like, I mean, you know, that's definitely, oh, we're getting off subject. That's definitely not about <laughs> nuclear <filming>. warfare. <laughs> um, but well, I, do I do feel, feel like... like you know, in the future, we're going to show our kids, you know, these movies, and they're going to represent, you know, societal themes about, like, the years that they were in, the decades that they were in. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen Hereditary, but that movie is about, you know, grief. And, you know, you've seen Joker. That movie is about childhood trauma and mental illness and, and, and just, just, just enough things lining up yeah. to make someone crack, you know? And if that's the, if those are the movies that we're making now, what does that reflect about our society? That's true. I would say, I mean, from that, nah, we'll, we'll pass that around <laughs> okay. there. Um, I am going to. How about we go to an ad break, really, really quick? Let's do it. Switch to an ad break. We're going to take a break it. for you guys. Um, hold on. It's going to get wild. It's going to get crazy. Really wild. Cole's going to say the N-word. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Small Small YouTube Channels Talk. Today, we're talking about politics and filmmaking. We're going to go over some hot takes. Yes. Um, These oh, are the, this is the best part. Here, Here's one that Trevor gave me. First guy who commented on the post. This is gonna. If, seriously, guys, if you don't turn it off right now, I don't remember what I said. If you get easily triggered, Trevor Cox says, "This is a hot take." Okay. This, wait. Well, can I put a disclaimer? It is not. I don't remember what I said, but I'm pretty sure it's not my hot take. Just a hot take okay. of someone. Okay. 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 Sure, that okay. I didn't wanna. Yeah. Yeah. We don't wanna. We don't wanna throw Trevor. <laughs> guys, please don't go hate on Trevor. Okay. That's not what this podcast is about. All right. Okay. Here it is. We're gonna discuss. Sexuality is a choice, and transgenderism is a mental disorder. Now, I'm going to be straight up. I am not well informed on this subject, so I can't make a very informed opinion, but I can give you my uninformed opinion. Okay. Well, let's, let's, let's define the take. Okay. So I, I, they think I, that sexuality, you know. Let's start with one. Okay. One of them. So what so is sexuality? Sexuality would be your sexual orientation. So, you know, if I, you know, I'm attracted to women, if I was attracted to men, men and women, transgendered people, the whole spectrum, okay? So okay. sexual, so basically who you're attracted to. All right, all right. That's a choice. And transgenderism, you know, deciding to, you know, if you're a man transitioning to a woman, woman transitioning to a man or non-binary, whatever you have it, then that is a mental disorder. That is the definition of the hot take. Now, my yeah. uninformed opinion is I do believe sexuality is a choice, and I think transgenderism could be a choice and also possibly be a mental disorder. Yeah. Um, I think that it's very possible for it to be a mental disorder. I don't know a whole lot about the subject, but I also think that there's just people who you know, don't have you know, the mental illness, and they just want to be the other gender. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that in i think that okay so i know that there is it's proven that there is like gender dysphoria like there is a disease of that right and i i my guess is that there's a few people that actually have that disease um but i'm guessing that a lot more people are just being transgender just to do it you know what i mean well i don't want to say well of course there's people that are just doing it just to do it right. yeah. every trend has the person they're just doing it because it's popular or whatever. Exactly. But I also think that there's just people that are just more comfortable being that other person. 
in a way. It's think of it like acting. This is gonna be a very odd. But a lot of actors they get into acting because you know they're this. A lot of actors are like very shy, fragile people, and then they get on you know film or they get on stage and they can transform into this crazy different person. Maybe I'm saying maybe these people need that kind of change in their lives. Well, is it necessary though? Because it it come it seems to come from a place of. Un, not knowing yourself, who you are, not being able to define yourself by anything because of lack of association or whether it be low self-esteem, the depression, like any of those types of things. And I feel like that's a way for them to escape. And so I, I don't necessarily, I, I guess I'd be talking about those that are not afflicted by gender dysphoria. Sure. Um, but yeah, so it would be more of a, kind of chasing a feeling i guess if that makes sense i mean isn't that like what most like coming of age stories are about though you know chasing becoming yourself i feel like that's what that is all about you know trying to find the person that you want to be if you went through your whole life following the norms you know just be, just because it's what everyone else was doing and then you did something else and you realized hey that's more me you know like i don't want to go into an office job that I, I would I would kill myself. That's so boring to me. I want to you know travel the world and make movies and you know work with extraordinary people. I feel like to them, it's kind of similar where it's like they just maybe it's not like they want a different experience. Maybe that different experience is them, and well, they're trying to at, find that specifically. At what point though do you draw the line on trying to discover? yourself i guess like how when do you re, when do you come to the point where it's delusional i'm not the person to decide that because i don't know i i genuinely don't yeah. know it, it i don't know okay so like as a christian man all right <laughs> christian oh boy, white man as a christian he's boy he's gonna say no. <laughs> as a christian man it is my belief that god made us either a man or a woman and how you are made is how you are and everything else is in your head i don't think that people are actually born like a man that believes he was truly destined to be a woman no i think personally i think that's a bunch of crap well then on a separate on a separate subject how do you explain um this is disassociative identity disorder where no. someone has like multiple personalities no right that's, but like i agree that... i'm saying aside from like mental things like there's on a biological level it, on a biological level at a level of reality aside from mental illness aside from what you think at a level of reality you are either a man or a woman and what you're made is what you are and that's my belief as a christian man and I, I think it's like, like people with hallucinations. They see hallucinations. It's their belief that something is happening in front of them. In reality, it's not. I believe that gender dysphoria is the same thing. And similar people, thing. Similar thing. Right, similar thing. Um, that's my belief, personally. Okay. So then, what do you, let's, let's get on to sort of, sort of, feel into a different subject about sexuality what if, what if reality isn't always right reality bleeding no like what if, explain you know explain. what if um I don't, I don't know i'm trying to think of a specific situation but like there are moments in life where things don't seem like 100% like they should be happening. You know, when something traumatic happens, you know, your brain kind of like, um, your brain kind of like masks what's going on. Sure. So how is, how is one person, how is one person supposed to know specifically what reality is one person like not? you like, you know, because one person, my perception of reality is different from yours. It's true. My I, perception of vision could be different from yours. You know, your orange could be my green. You know, right? Exactly. I I understand that, but at the end of the day, you can look at the biological facts, like Trevor said. What if we live in a simulation? What What if that? What if What if the reality that those 
you believe those to be facts, but what if the reality is is that those facts were just made up by some guy and then embraced by the by the masses? Exactly. Just like money. So money has zero money value unless and, we say it does. And arguably yeah. religion, right? People who invented religion. I mean, from yes, from a non or from a secular point of view, yes. Right. Wait, wait. Expand. Expand. So basically, like, so arguably, religion was just created to get people to come together and believe in something and give their money to something. Okay. That's that's basically like the whole you know people who invented religion. I don't know if when we all began, if Neanderthals believed in some sort of higher being. How did that thought come to mind? Was it was it you know us learning about like science and like oh my, the world is inf or like the universe is infinite and then we just felt in that moment so small that we had to create something? Is there something that supports that? I think that. When you look at everything that there is, I think that there is no way that it could be anything other than us having a creator. Because, so say you're, say you're walking, this is my, Wayne, our pastor, gave this example. He said, say you're walking through the woods. Okay. And in the very middle of the woods, you find a clearing. And in the clearing, you find a bright blue Lambo. Whoa. Lamborghini. Nice. Yeah, it's just sitting there. <laughs> now, when you see this Lamborghini sitting there, the first thing that pops into your head is not going to be, wow, look at what this nature has somehow created, that the wind and the rain <laughs> yeah, and the, right, yeah, somehow yeah. put together this Lamborghini. You're going to think somebody made this in a factory and now it's sitting here. Same way with our creation. I don't see any possible way. We are rationalizing right now. We're thinking we're living, breathing human beings. There's... I don't honestly see any way that that just happened by uh, science and by and random arguably chance. Though, arguably, though, right? Because, like, you're saying that, like, the, the percentage of us becoming, like, you know, like, developing and evolving and whatever, being what we are now is so small that there has to be another, but, like, there has to be a higher being. Is that what you're saying, basically? Basically, I'm saying it is literally impossible for it to be any so other way. So, do you not believe in any other intelligent beings in the universe or, or do you think it's only us um it's i think the only thing that matters is earth the only thing that really matters do i think that there could be other life i mean maybe like what if what if we're not god's only project it's possible he i mean he chew the bible is his way of speaking to us directly telling us the information we need to know right if it's not in there then we don't need to know so I don't really see any point in kind of expanding on that or like trying to figure it out because I'm just not meant to figure like I don't need to worry about it. Sure. Okay. So there's another thing I was going to ask you. It's interesting to puzzle over though. I, like, it's it's a fun yeah. idea to entertain. Right. That there's other you know beings out there. I don't but, think so. I don't think I don't think there's anything entertaining about. It. I think it's just reality that there is there's got to be something some other life form out there. Because, sure. you know, you think about, like, yeah, of course it was a very, very small percentage that we ended up here exactly doing exactly what we are doing. But also, it's, it's like, like a one in, like, three trillion chance that that your sperm cell will impregnate, will, like, reach an egg. and then, yeah. So, like, humanity is kind of always defeated odds. People get struck by lightning all the time. People win the lottery all the time, you know? That's what I'm saying is, like, even though the probability of stuff like that is so low... I, it's like real stuff just happens. You can't, you can't. That's why, like, look back to the filmmaking perspective of it. Like visual effects artists, they would rather film dirt on a green screen, like throwing dirt, instead of instead of simulate it because it's like different things happen in each in each like program, and in reality, it happens exactly the way you want it to. But in like this simulation. You know, there's variables, and you gotta do this. And in reality, you just do it, and it just happens. You know, that's kind of what I'm saying. I feel like so. I guess kind of backtracking a little bit. From a societal standpoint, a lot of people accept evolution to be like a fact. That, it, but I there's really no way to prove or to disprove it. I mean, I've read. I don't know it off the top of my head, but I've read well, yeah, plenty of stuff. It's a theory of it's evolution. A, yeah, yeah I can agree it's with a you. Like, there's no way of proof. Like. There's, there's there's stuff, stuff that proves it, but there's also stuff that can kind of like 
disprove it. So like, like no, no one's, one's for sure, sure. unless we got a time machine and we went back in time. There's no way to know for sure. And I, there's also like the aspect of if we were this kind of to, I guess, disprove in a way evolution. But if we were able to evolve, then we would have to be able to devolve, de-evolve. I think hypothetically, I, I, I think if, if if we all three for a moment, whether you believe in evolution or not, you think for a second that evolution is possible. De-evolving, I think, is possible because with well, it'd have to be if if if, if evolution was possible, de de-evolution right. would have to be right because I mean, you know, you look at the human race over time; we've gotten smarter and smarter and smaller, and then smarter and smarter and smarter, and then you look at us now, and they're like, yeah, there's a lot of smart people, but there's also a lot of really dumb people. Yeah. Is that us de-evolving, or is that just like well, sig- like insignificant? Like, I think moments? what is being misinterpreted as evolution is actually more of adaptation. So, for instance, uh, we'll just talk about a hypothetical frog who gets webbing between its fingers over time to adapt to living in a really rainy rainforest. Okay. Sure. Uh, that that's an adaptation. It's something that becomes a part of how they live because uh, it, like it's different than evolution because evolution is like you have to be able to go from one stage to a completely different stage so like monkey to human the like intrinsic differences between the two that like that's evolution but adaptation is like small differences and i feel like it what everyone's seeing is more of adaptation like for them to draw the conclusion that monkeys and humans are or that humans came from monkeys i think that that's just kind of ridiculous that's it's too far. If that makes sense. I feel like you're kind of oversimplifying it a little bit. Okay. Because I do feel like there is, I mean, there's, there is obviously evidence of like evolution. I think like it's either like the blue whale or some other, like or no, it's this specific type of snake has legs because it originally had legs and then it either evolved or de-evolved to not have legs, but it still has the bones in that like current species. And that's an ass- that that would be an assumption though, right? right? Because no one was around to see that. And I mean, like, of course, like yeah. a lot of people and scientists and I guess society make it out to seem like dinosaurs were like all scaly and like gross. Well, and in stuff. reality, they were like feathery. Yeah, right? they were feathery. Yeah. And a lot of times, things like the T Rex were actually like not that big at all. Right. It's just the way that we perceive it when we dig it up from archaeological sites and stuff. So I think a lot of it is just misinformation or like misunderstanding people being stupid because (laughs) because when you think about it no like 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 we had dug up like a ton of t-rexes and we were like whoa these are a bunch of different species of t-rexes is crazy and then they realized that it was just like the same species of t-rex like that just died at different points in their lives so it was like it's like it's like if you found a, a baby skeleton uh, an, an adult skeleton and an elderly skeleton, and you thought it was three different species of human. Yeah, it's just like different yeah. points in their lifetime, you know. Yeah, people are just stupid. We also we also don't know everything. Yeah, so you know, I, I and, think, and then it leads to you know podcasts where we just talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I think that all you know, going on like discovering things. All we can do is speculate and give our best shot at yeah. it. And the the problem is though, like obviously the three of us are just speculating, you know. Yeah. The we're problem just, we're is just, we're just teenagers trying to right. figure out life. Exactly. Yeah. And the we problem is that there's a lot of people that literally know nothing about these things that give the strongest opinions on them. That act as if they do know. Yep. That act as if they do know it and say it's a fact and they're the loudest ones and they're what you hear. And refuse and to learn otherwise. Yeah. Exactly, because they want to be right. And I think that that happens a lot and it's frustrating because like... there's Okay, so I, I give this example. So as a conservative, uh, you know, I... If somebody tells me they're a liberal, I'm not going to, you know, just be like, Oh, I'm not gonna hang out with you. You know, right. there's right. gonna be a part of you that wants to do that. Right, there, but but uh, but everyone has that. You right know? now, there are loudmouth, stupid liberals that have no idea what they're talking about. But just as many as there are conservatives. just as many. Yes. But on the same side of the coin, it's the same way with the conservatives. Right now, there are rational people on both sides that you can hold a conversation with. My history teacher, Mr. Clark, is a perfect example. He oh. is so I'm a conservative, he's a liberal, but we have the best conversations. And, right. and they're civil and it makes us both think 
we make each other think and it, when you're all done talking you have more to think about and yeah. it's not this fighting back and forth like oh liberal versus conservative it's like an intelligent human conversation trying to find a middle ground exactly yeah. trying to see where the other person's coming from right it's not about trying to be right it's not about if, trying to if, prove if yourself any right if us came onto this podcast with yeah. the goal of trying to be right we wouldn't get anywhere exactly we're trying to understand facts we wouldn't have made all the videos we've made exactly <laughs> yeah. if we didn't if we didn't literally understand like if we didn't just understand that each other are human beings and we don't know everything and we just have opinions and that's just how people are we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have gotten anywhere exactly because a lot of people just get so worked up and people just need to take it easy sometimes you know just Honestly, relax just like and just sit down listen to a podcast listen to a podcast and, you know, maybe subscribe on Spotify, or apple podcast Google anchor.com podcast, anchor.fm you know <laughs> Uh, if you want to support us, go to anchor.fm forward slash SSYTC, T forward slash support. Support us for a dollar, $5, $10 a month. You know, it's just whatever. Whatever you want. I mean, you can subscribe if you want. I mean, I mean. Um, but yeah, you know, it's just, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's just. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on this? Pop them in the comments. Yeah, pop them into the comments. Leave uh, you know, some comments on the Insta. Um, who do on you want? On the You know, we've talked about Clark. Twice now on the podcast. Really? Do we talk about you should have him on on the podcast? We need to get him on the podcast. Season two, we're gonna try to make it happen, guys. How many episodes in a season? Uh, ten episodes. Twenty episodes. All right, yeah. So middle of middle of twenty twenty is about when we're gonna take a break and then start season. Okay. Right about the filming. Yeah. Season. That's right. All right. Let me drop a bomb on you. All right. It's gonna be a, a hot take. Okay. Here we go. Global warming is a myth. Wow. Not climate change. Global warming. Global warming is a myth. Is yes. a myth. Climate change is not. Climate change is inevitable. Global warming is too broad of a of a of a okay. statement. Okay. If, if, if you ask me, because climate change is enough. Right now, the planet is warming, but eventually, it's going to yep. reach a point, and then it's going to start cooling. And that is because of solar cycles, which is like. It's well, just and, and overlooked well, factor. It's well, like we're also causing a bit of it. I don't. I don't. Well, I, I, I think that that cannot be denied. We are causing some some moment of it. But you know, it's going to get warmer, and I don't know what the span is. Yeah. Hundreds, thousands, millions of years. But eventually, we're going to reach a point. You know, we had ice ages. Yeah. You know, right. at the beginning, and, and the beginning of the Earth. I don't claim to know literally anything about this, topic, <laughs> but what I have heard, I can speculate on. Um, I think that. What you said is absolutely true. I think the extent of which we are causing it is exaggerated to the extreme. Do we have some sort of effect? Maybe, yeah. Probably. But I've heard this fact. I've heard this, that when a volcano erupts, a natural volcano erupts, it emits more heats and gases into our solar system than we have ever. More made carbon monoxide. ever yeah. in the history of our creation exponentially yep. greater, and so I think a lot of this is just natural, natural causes. And do we need to be careful of the Earth and take care of our planet that we've been given? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. It's just I do sense. think that that we are somewhat of the cause. Like, if we would have stayed in the industrial revolution up until now, like you know, like like everything was like steam powered, you know, sure. coal powered, and we didn't discover like solar energy and stuff like that. I think it would be affecting it even more. I think we are making the cycle happen a bit quicker than normal because on a normal planet, without anybody, it's just going to fluctuate. It's going to happen at a normal... Like a moral compass. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Right, It's going to happen normal. But, but, you know, if if you introduce something, you know, you introduce a variable that's going to affect it, then it's going to make it happen a little bit faster. But I do feel like we're going to reach a point where it's going to cool down. Are we going to be gone by then? This... The, the possibility that climate change is the thing that kills us, I think, like, is personally kind of low because we've been outdue for an extinction event for a long time. Yeah. Whether it's in, uh, at, like, meteor that hits us or we start World War Three, something is going to happen and we're all going to die before that even starts, you know, going in the reverse direction. In my opinion. I This is an uninformed opinion. <laughs> I have some some knowledge about the subject. But I'm not a scientist, so... And I, I think it's even... So, the scale at which humans, as a, as a collective group, have impacted global warming is significant... Like Jack said, significantly blown out of proportion. And, in, in fact, the, like... So, since... 
Uh, I don't remember. I, I was reading about it. It, it might have been like the 60s or the 70s when uh, they started saying like, okay, guys, we really got to like step in and we got to make sure that we're on top of this, that we're looking out to see how, how we're polluting the earth and stuff like that. Primarily in terms of like carbon monoxide and like, uh, so that's like all I'm going to talk about real quick is, uh, is that like our, our air pollution um, and our only way as an entire earth to evaluate that is through a satellite that we use at the moment. There's only one satellite and that satellite, of course, is located right above Hawaii, who is home to the most active volcanoes in the world. So it, it really... Uh, it upscales what we actually may be doing so it it's hard to tell whether or not that's representative of the entire earth because that's that's literally the hottest hottest hot zone on the earth um we should have more than one you would think so yeah yeah we should have a grid that kind of surrounds the earth that kind of you know get a more accurate reading yeah which Um, which personally all right sue me Execute me, do what you want, but I believe that I'm on my way. way. I believe that the decision of Time Magazine to make Greta Thunberg the person of the year stupid. That was the most ridiculous thing. It's just as as you can say, like obviously, like okay, liberal, conservative, whatever. If you're going to name someone the person the human being of an entire year that has impacted the entire universe the world the most you do not pick a 16 year old girl who talks about something that we don't even know anything about right now you do not pick that girl when there has been she's trying to disprove scientists she's trying to disprove scientists when there's been hong kong protesters fighting against a corrupt system for for as long as you can remember now and you know Okay, There's so the people thing about dying and fighting okay. and she's a polarizing figure. Whether you agree with her or not, she's fighting for her beliefs, right? Right. Sure. sure. So, but should should what makes her so special to get the stage of the United Nations? Why why does why what makes her special versus the scientist who might have spent his entire life studying it, you know? And and, and, and I don't know, but but here's here's what I'm going to now impose to you. <laughs> I'm really about to do this. Greta, <laughs> gonna, it's going to be a really bad okay, segment. The N-word's coming. The Nazis. Nazis. About to compare her to the Nazis. Oh, the Nazis, Nazis didn't think that they were doing anything wrong. Okay? Greta Thunberg, she is... I don't want to She's a Nazi. I don't want to say that she's... You know, she's you know, I think Cole's calling her a Nazi. Wrong. People that are fighting for something that they believe in even if they're wrong, whether they're right or they're wrong, where do you think that fits? You know, even if, you know, there were a lot of Nazis that kind of just joined because they had to, so they wouldn't get killed. And then it kind of became, you know, like their mental mindset so then they could live, right? Kind of like the goons in Slick Trigger. Sure. Are those people to blame for stuff happening? You know? Greta Thunberg, if we find out that she was right or she was wrong, you know, what does that say? You know, if, if we find out she was wrong, everyone's going to immediately turn on her and then we'll be like, well, wait, we didn't know for sure anyways. And then she was right. People are going to be like, oh my God, you know, it was crazy. And then we'll be like, wait, we didn't know. How can you praise this person for someone, for something that, you know, you literally don't like, you, you were not sure of. Was, exactly. was any affirmative action like even taken? I don't know if anyone's done any research on it. I, I haven't. I kind of just ignored that whole Greta thing. Um, but I was just curious like if anyone took any action on it or if it was more of just like a show. Like they just wanted to pr- kind of act as if they were caring about uh, global warming, climate change, yada, yada. Were they kind of putting on a show or d- does anyone know if, if so they did anything I, on that? I... I know that I think she has been obviously okay. So like, well, she's been an outspoken protester. Right now, okay. But there's only so much that protesters can do. Yeah. Now, my argument is not against her. I okay. I don't even know exactly what she said, so I can't sure, claim yeah. to have known that either. Yeah. But what I do know is that if she's fighting to better our planet, I'm not against that. I'm against Time Magazine saying that she is the best person of the year. Yeah. When she, when Mr. Beast yeah. planted, actually went out, 
planted over what? How many? Twenty million, I believe. Twenty is what it was. million they, trees. They, they haven't planted them yet. They're going to plant them in 2020 and yeah. 2021. But like he raised enough the money, money to, to plant 20 million exactly. trees, yeah. which yeah. is incredible. Crazy. That's, that's Hong like, Kong protesters yeah. fighting against a corrupt system. Exactly. That are actually doing something. She's fighting against something that we have no idea. Right. What. She's not even fighting against it though either. She's just chastising people about it. And yes. that's the difference between between the types of protesters, right? Yeah. The protesters in Hong Kong are getting stuff done, and Greta Thunberg can only do so much, you know, with the way that she's doing it. If we found out that, okay, yeah, these big oil companies are doing something and it's ruining the planet, and then a bunch of people got together to just overthrow one of these companies, that's doing something. Going, Not going to school to protest doesn't really do a lot. No, yeah. Unless you actually start to get like get people and granted there were a lot of climate protests in 2019, you know, a lot of yeah. a lot of kids didn't go to school and they were protesting climate change. But they eventually went back to school. And yeah. nothing really resulted. It exactly. was it made the news and then what? Exactly. Guys, I think I'm turning into a conservative. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean if you're going to hang out with two conservatives for an hour. <laughs> you know, this is what it's about. Back to like the basic thing. You want about about filmmaking. You want to surround yourself with smart people who disagree with you. And and, yep. and, and I think it should be, you know, said for people in power, you know, the president. The president should be surrounded by smart people who disagree with him. Exactly. Because you want to find yeah. a solution that works for everyone. And, and as a Trump supporter, I will admit that he could do a better job of that. Um, I know that and in the beginning, I know at least he had fired a lot of people that disagreed with him. And I disagree with that. I think that you need to be like, like, I know. OK, now I'm not saying I'm not outspoken. I like this. Yeah, yeah. I'm not idolizing JFK because like I OK, like. I, I don't know a lot of his policies. I don't know what he wanted to do, but I do know that he surrounded himself, and and he was he was a Democrat president. I know that he surrounded himself with a lot of Republicans, and in his meetings he would just sit and listen. He would sit there and he'd just listen to people talk, and he would have his conservatives talk, say what they would say. He'd have the liberals talk, and then he'd think about it. And he was very quiet during the meetings, and then he'd give his opinion. And I think that that is the way to truly. Judging your mind because we're always changing our minds. We're always right. adapting. Because then, then that 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 kind of ruins any um, personal bias. Exactly. In a, in a way, well, right. Exactly. Because your personal bias is then going to be influenced by someone else's, and then you and this is this is what I, what I said earlier was wrong. You don't want to find something that's right for everyone. You want to find the right solution. No matter if it's wrong for yeah. people, you want to just find the right solution. Do the right thing at the right time the, for the right the reason. The right thing is different to so many different exactly. people, though, is the problem. And, like, to, to speak on, like, JFK, I mean, he had that really great method of listening and stuff, but he's also, I mean, I guess media and, like, society doesn't really grasp it, but he was, like, one of the most, uh, I guess, inefficient, I would say, but he basically did the least with his presidency out of many of the presidents and a lot of people say well the civil rights act and stuff like that but that all came after his death in almost like memoriam of him right and so that's why it takes the right person so if you took true. if you took his what he wanted to do and trump's actually getting stuff done i mean is it possible know, to achieve both though that's not exactly that's and, and i you that's well, the well, that's and, the balance the yeah. that's the balance time right maybe Maybe JFK was the right president, but it was just at a time where That's nothing true. needed to be done, or no one. Whoa, was I, effort, or, <laughs> that might be a hot take. To get stuff done. No, yeah, right. yeah. Like, like, it, and yeah, I mean, he, he got, got killed after two years in office. You know, which, so like, which is a tragedy. Right. And that's just that's just the beginning. <laughs> yeah, that's just the beginning of your presidency. I mean, what had Trump done in the first two years? And he's one of the most, like, he's done as far as content the most. In, in his term of presidency and but a lot of his stuff didn't even come till i don't, I don't know end of year two year three right. now like stuff like that no yeah the, like thing is, the thing is i'm not a, i'm not a trump supporter at all okay I don't, I <laughs> at don't all support, I, don't, I don't really support anyone politically there i used to support bernie sanders but then you know you, you look into politicians and you, you find stuff about them i don't really support anyone at this point yeah but you know i was very cynical when trump got elected I was like, oh, I didn't want him to be president. I wanted, you know, this and that and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, I kind of realized, like, well, he's president. I just have to accept that fact. Mm -hmm. 
He's so my president now. I'm not not none of this not my president bullshit. He was elected. <laughs> exactly. right. He was elected. I want him to do good because yes. you know, even if I didn't want him, he got in. Got to respect that. Even if there was some Russian meddling, which we don't still know about, as far as I know, he got in, right? Well, it's been confirmed that they did meddle. Right. It's just whether or not Trump I don't know a lot about yeah, it. Keep going. But, keep going sorry. but he got elected, and that's as much as I know. So I'm going to respect that, and I want him to do well. Has he done a lot of stuff that I disagree with? Yes, he has. But the one thing, uh, the thing that I can commend him the most for doing is fixing our relationship with North Korea. I didn't think he was going to pull it off, but thank the Lord he did. Because I think that with the way that Obama was taking it, <laughs> yeah. we would have been yeah. screwed. And, and that's just it. Like, okay, as a Trump fan, obviously right now I'm living in a time where it's the easiest thing in the world for me to say that people need to respect our president. Like, it's so easy for me to tell people like, oh, yeah, you need to respect our president because he's our president. Because I'm a Why Trump Why can't people just be more optimistic? Now. That's had, literally the problem. Had, I am, Facts. All I can be is thankful right now that Trump got elected because I know that if Hillary would have got elected, I was young enough to where I would have been the most angry yep. person in the world yep. and I would have been the most disrespectful <laughs> yep. in the world. But now I can see that next term, no matter what happens, if Trump gets elected, awesome. If he doesn't, I can... I can, can accept that. I'm going to have to live out what I've been saying. Right. I'm going. It's going to force me to respect whoever's in office next because I've been saying to people, you need to respect our president. This is going to make me actually have to respect our next president. Right. You know what I mean? And, and there's no – by immediately disagreeing with someone, there's no way yeah. to actually get somewhere doing that. Exactly. Because that's the problem with everyone. Yeah, that's the problem. I've, I've, I've asked this question many people before because my – my personal, um, if if you could sit down with any one person, live or dead, and have like a real conversation with the real them, who would it be? And I always say Donald Trump because as a public figure, he's so polarizing, and I don't yeah. know what of what he does is real and what isn't. You know what's yeah. for show and what's not, because he's a rap reality TV star. You know, yeah. he plays into that so much, and I think that's why you know a lot of liberals kind of hate it because you know he he he, he gets of, them. Yeah, he understands yeah. them. Yeah. So like, if I want if if there's one person I want to sit down with, it'd be him, because and like I might not like the guy, but after that conversation, I might you know come out with a little bit huma- more humanity. You know, exactly. Which I think is one of this thing. Okay, and. In all of history, this TV-wise, this might piss me off the most, is the Boy. fact that we all know how liberal late-night television is. We all know oh, yeah. how, how, how liberal that. You're a big fan of Fallon. Because I absolutely love Jimmy Fallon. He's pretty down the middle. Now, Jimmy is, Fallon, somewhat, yeah. Jimmy Fallon I think it was back in 2016, had Donald Trump on when he was a candidate. And he, he didn't try to bait him for anything. He just had a civil conversation right, yeah. with a Republican candidate. After that, the amount of death threats and absolute, like absolute terror that Jimmy Fallon received for treating Donald Trump like an actual person, which is absolutely and honestly, I think that really affected Jimmy Fallon because nowadays, like I think, okay, like I still love Jimmy Fallon, like he's my hero, but I think I can kind of like see him like going a little more towards like he didn't really want to be as left as he's made out to seem because. Well, I don't know. I just think it's such. He's appeasing his audience because yeah. he. I think. I think at that moment he realized how left his audience was. Exactly, and I think that's the biggest shame ever. Because when did becoming when did treating somebody like a human become a crime? You know, that, isn't that insane? It just makes me sick. Like that's awful. Like I don't know. That's to, just... to to speak on like humans now, do you think that? either a far left or even a down the middle, something different. So uh, I guess let me give some background. So a lot of people think that Donald Trump is the the causation or like the benefactor of, not maybe, maybe not benefactor, but the causation of the like kind of toxic society that we live in now where everyone jumps to conclusions. Everyone is so, so brutally rude or like dishonest or, you know, whatever it may be. Do you think that 
the opposite of Trump or down the middle, if any of that, how would that change how society looks at their own toxicity? Like, do you think they would find it, like, kind of realize that, hey, it's it's what each of us believe on an individual level. It's not what the president represents. I don't think the leader of anything has ever truly represented a society. I think it's always the people within it, you know, the middle class, the upper class, the lower class. The people within it have always represented, you know, society. We've been living. We've had great and horrible presidents and great and horrible stuff have happened, you know. Whether or not you love Trump, bad stuff is still going to happen. And that doesn't dictate whether either don't dictate whether or not, you know, the world is good, you know. PewDiePie, okay. Mm -hmm. He was attacked by the media for being um, uh, on the on the far right, you know, being a Nazi, neo-Nazi, whatever, for all this stuff that he did as jokes in his yeah. videos. And then um, all this you know, T-Series T versus PewDiePie, everybody was trying to get everybody, you know, so he would become the 100 million subscribers, whatever. And there was a shooting at a mosque by... I don't, I don't know if they were they were named far-right, but these were like far-right radicals. Yep. They shot up a mosque, and the guy, and one of them was recording it, and before he went in, he said, don't forget, subscribe to PewDiePie. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. That doesn't make PewDiePie a bad person. And, you know, if, if, if someone walks into a church and says... Trump is the greatest president ever and then kills a bunch of people that doesn't represent who Trump is no though people can affiliate themselves with you but it doesn't mean you have to affiliate yourself with them exactly though I mean I agree with you but like from a devil's advocate type standpoint isn't the people that you're inspiring telling of who you are or how you act I don't think so at all because I mean sometimes yes but with those people who are radicalized, there's no way of changing them. So like Trump would never ever say go shoot up a mosque, yeah. and never has he said that. But do but do his ideals or the way he acts encourage people? Like the rise of like the recent, I would say since Trump came into office, white supremacists they were always they've always been here and there, but but they're way more active and they're louder now. And is that telling of? Donald Trump, the way he acts, or like what he allows, or I guess where do you want to go with that? As, I think it could be viewed as both ways because a lot of people look at Trump and they say, "Oh, look at him. He is very obviously a white supremacist." Blah blah blah. I think Trump just makes a lot of jokes that people don't understand are jokes, or you know, he does stuff that he doesn't 100. percent He's a human being, right? yeah. you know, and he's I not think, a politician. You know, there was no. one time when he was running where he said, "I could go and I could go on Main Street, shoot somebody." And I wouldn't lose a vote. And I don't think that he was threatening that he was going to go shoot somebody. I think he was just telling of how supportive his radical. It was just a bad joke. Yeah, it was a bad joke. But it was also, you know, for the people like those white supremacists, they would probably support him more if he did that. Yeah, and I think a lot of it too is that people um, peg him. So like, I think that there's loudmouths that. Said I can't Trump believe we're defending Donald Trump on this. So, <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> I think there's a lot of people that. Well, this well, this can apply to a lot of different right, things, yeah. you know. I think that when people like peg him as a white, I think the the pigeonholing him as a white supremacist happened before the rise of some neo Nazis because, um, you know, Trump obviously has never has never said anything to encourage white supremacists and i think it's the the not directly people right. people, people have looked at wanna... stuff and been like oh that's definitely but like not directly exactly yeah. not, in, not intentionally not intentionally yeah yeah possibly we don't know, we don't know. that's true but it, it, you know and i don't mean to <laughs> compare donald trump to the joker but it's a lot like the joker I was literally okay? thinking so you know you you basically you sympathize with this person but you don't agree with them, right? Or you sympathize and you don't, you, so you then you understand why they do stuff, but you don't 100% support it or stuff like that, you know? I see Donald Trump as a human being, but not all of his political stuff I agree with, but I'm still going to think that he's a human and he at least deserves to be treated like a person. Exactly. There's a lot of respect you right. have. 
Well, it's been I fun, think, everyone. I think we are a little bit past our time. Wow, wow it's, it's been, been so great, great having you on. Thank, thank you, Trevor. It's been fantastic. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, yeah, this has been Small Small YouTube Channels Talk. Check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor.fm. YouTube. Again, YouTube. If you want to support us, I gave you guys the link earlier. Um, you know, new, new episodes every Friday. We hope you guys had a great 2019. We're so excited for this podcast will go. And... Hopefully, you guys keep listening. 2020, let's go. Let's go. Trevor, is there anything you wanted to say before we uh, cut out? Um, no, not really. I just, you guys are doing great work here. Awesome. I have one message before we go. Everybody, please think for yourself and don't be stupid. Absolutely. Respect others. Respect others. Okay. All right. We'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Small Small YouTube Channels Talk Podcast with Cole James Anderson and Jack Unruh. And don't forget, new episodes every Friday.